Invent, imitate, and innovate. I'm going to tell you about how these three approaches to podcasting could make or break your success. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 212. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Big, 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 big thank yous for nominating the Audacity to Podcast and our other Noodle Mix Network podcasts in the Podcast Awards. We're finalists in four different categories for the Audacity to Podcast under technology, Beyond the To-Do List under Business, The Productive Woman under General, and Once Podcast under Best Produced. We'd really appreciate your support. So please go over and vote for us daily starting on March 3rd, and you can get more details about our voting and some of our other recommendations for other podcasts to vote for, podcasts that we'll be voting for if you go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast awards. When you're starting your podcasting, you're probably trying to figure out what approach you're going to take. You see other people podcasting in the space and you want to maybe be different or maybe try to be the same as the success other people are having. Or if you're already podcasting, wherever you are in this path of podcasting, whether you're just starting out, whether you have a small audience or a really large audience, at some point you probably look out at the podcasting space and other podcasters maybe in your niche or in completely different niches. And it sometimes challenges you, maybe discourages you, maybe encourages you, maybe inspires you. I think there are three different approaches that you can take when it comes to how you run your own podcast. I'm not talking about the formats that you take or the frequency or anything like that, but how you approach podcasting in general. And those three different approaches are invent, imitate, or innovate. And each of these can be used in powerful ways to really make you more successful as a podcaster. And again, success, it's, I say this all the time, but it, it It's not something that I should stop saying and something you should forget. Success is totally up to you to define. If success is just having fun with your podcast, boom, make that your goal. But you can follow and implement these different approaches in order to adjust your success or maybe find success that you weren't finding before or discover maybe you're focusing too much on one of these things when maybe your success would be more easily attained if you focus on one of these different approaches. Invent, imitate, and innovate. Number one, invent something new. Creating something entirely new, at least something that's new to your knowledge, since we can't know everything that's out there, and no matter how much research we do, we might miss something that's out there. But creating that completely new thing can be really difficult not only just coming up with something that no one else has done, but coming up with something that no one else has done that is a good idea. There are plenty of things that no one has done because they're bad ideas, and there are plenty of things that no one has done that are good ideas. It's often these trailblazers who invent something entirely new who get the most attention 
when talking about the history of a space. It's the first couple or few podcasters who get a lot of attention or the first people who really popularized an idea, basically invented it in a way, or at least they made it popular. They're getting attention for those ideas. So when you're the first in a space because you've invented something new, yes, you can often get a lot of attention, but sometimes that can also be defeated when someone else comes along and dramatically improves on the idea. But that ties in with innovation, which I'll talk more about in a little bit. Inventing something entirely new takes a lot of time, a lot of time for planning. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of focus and persistence. Sometimes when you set out to create something entirely new, you may even later discover that someone else had the same idea as you did And they're pursuing it around the same time. And that should not stop you. Just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you should stop doing it too. It could be that other person heard that you're doing it and they want to imitate what you're doing. Maybe it's that way. Just look at right now, there are three technologies that I highly recommend you keep an eye on in 2015 in podcasting. Ringer, that's R-I-N-G-R dot U-S. Cast, which is at tryca dot S-T and PodClear at PodClear.com. These three technologies have basically come up with the same idea around the same time, but they're pursuing that idea from different approaches. The core idea is, let's make double enders easier for podcasters to record, so you get a much higher quality audio, or maybe even someday video, recording. And in the case of Ringer, they're doing it from the mobile side first. In the case of PodClear, they're going with desktop side first. And Cast is going web app first, or at least a, a plugin for a particular browser, Chrome, first. So they're approaching the same idea, all coming up with this around the same time, and it's been something that's been needed. They're all inventing something essentially new, but if one of them saw the other and thought, oh, They're doing essentially the same thing I'm doing. I don't think I'll do this anymore. No, then there would be a lacking technology in the space. So just because you see someone else starts a podcast about the same topic that you want to podcast about doesn't mean that you're not inventing something new. And it doesn't mean that you should quit. I've done a podcast episode before about what to do when other people are podcasting in your same space, or a couple episodes about this, like talking about competition and talking about what to do when you want to podcast in a space that already has podcasts in that space. I'll have links to those in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 212. Sometimes, though, when you do see someone else is working in the same space as you and you're both inventing something, then you might want to shift a little bit toward innovating in order to set yourself apart from the others in the same space trying to invent the same thing. But I'll talk more about innovating a little bit later. So with podcasting, what is inventing? It's not inventing podcasting, but it would be inventing a show about something, being the first one to create a show about a particular TV show, or maybe about a particular subject. Maybe it's a particular approach to something. Entrepreneur interview shows existed for a long time before John Lee Dumas came around, but John was probably the first person, I I do think he was the first person, who wanted to do a a seven-day-a-week entrepreneur interview show where he asks the same questions from every entrepreneur that he interviews. That was probably the first in that space. Now, there are a lot of people imitating that idea. In the technology space, 
This Week in Tech is not even an original idea itself, but it is one of the first podcasts done in that style because it is one of the first podcasts, period. And so a lot of people have seen that and they look at Leo Laporte as some people call him the pod father or the man in podcasting and all kinds of things like that. And that's because they did really make a name for themselves among the first few people in the space. They kind of helped invent a particular genre or style of podcasting. Serial, more recently, is getting a lot of attention because of its unique storytelling approach. And in a way, it has invented that approach. I won't say that it's the absolute first podcast in the space to take that particular storytelling approach, because there have been other podcasts that have done things similarly. But I think that they've been the first one to invent it in a well-thought-out way. And just look at how much time it takes Serial to come out. I've heard that it took them about a year to produce, prepare, write, script, everything for Serial. And it was a short-run miniseries with one season so far. So you can't think that you can just invent something and launch it this week, unless it's something really, really tiny. You have to do a lot of work if you're going to be the first one in the space. That's where this idea of trailblazing comes from, is that you're the first one who really cuts the path or cuts the trail, and it's a lot of work. If you're the first one walking through the snow, you have to take those steps into the deep snow and push the snow out of the way. If you're the first one cutting a trail through the woods, you have to cut those branches out of the way. All of these things are metaphors for us in the space of podcasting. When you're the first one, you often have to do the most work. But because you're the first one who invented something new, you could be seen as a leader in this space. And people will look to you with great respect to say, wow, that's a trailblazer. They came up with this new idea. They invented this idea. Yes, there can be many technicalities, but we'll we'll keep this simple and say, you invented the idea. That's number one, invent something new. Number two, imitate someone else. Copying someone else's formula for success does seem like the easiest thing to do, but it actually isn't. Because you are not the person you're trying to copy, and you will never be. Thus, the formula that works on them may not work for you. It's almost as as unbelievable as saying, hey, this is a great recipe for fried chicken. I'm going to use the same recipe for my ice cream. What? No, that doesn't even work. The ice cream is something completely different from fried chicken. Some of the concepts don't even carry over properly. And don't try to apply that in your podcasting too, where you just see, oh, so-and-so has a podcast that follows this particular format, this certain release schedule, this approach, this topic, interviews these guests. I'm going to do all those same things. And I see this happen often where a podcast is basically copying another podcast and it's not working well for them because they haven't found their voice yet. With each big success in podcasting, there will always be a clouder of copycats. And hey, educational tip here, a group of cats is called a clouder. Yeah, I had no idea of that either before I researched that for this episode. But that's what I'm going to call a group of copycats since it works for cats. Why not for copycats? So a group of copycats, I'm dubbing a clouder, which just It's begging for you to make a tongue twister with clam chowder. Clam chowder 
for the clouder of cats. Have fun with that. Comment on the show notes if you come up with a ton twister. The audacity to podcast.com slash 212. But this has been happening ever since podcasting's inception in every genre of podcasts. In the tech genre, the video gaming genre, the comedy genre, the fan content genre, interviews, storytelling, and many other genres. And it will continue happening in many genres. Whenever someone sees a big success, they often think, oh, if I just copy that formula, I'll have big success too. Not quite. It was Charles Caleb Colton who said, imitation is the sincerest of flattery. And that is still true in most cases. When you're imitating someone, it shows that you respect them and you believe in their success. Unless you're just trying to prove them wrong by imitating their success, which you got some logical fallacies there. But I think that over-imitation, where you are actually copying them, leans more on the side of an insult. And it may communicate that you're trying to compete with them or that you're trying to steal their success. And that's not what we need in this space. We need community. We need building up. We need mutual success, not, oh, I'm going to copy what you do, do it so much better, and then ruin your success. For examples on this, look at the battles between Samsung and Apple. They have these constant legal battles, it seems, where Samsung has, at least in my opinion, quite clearly sought to outright copy many things that Apple is doing with smartphones and tablets. You just look at how much Samsung devices changed after iPhone came out. And you see obvious, blatant ripoffs. And now that Apple Pay is gaining huge popularity, Samsung is launching Samsung Pay. Obvious knockoffs, obvious imitations here. Some of it, yes, is kind of the respect of, wow, you guys are having success with this. I think I'll try this idea too. Some of it's the, well, we need to bring your idea to our space too, or else we'll lose some of our customers. In the podcasting space, there have also been many people who have tried to copy shows like This Week in Tech, Entrepreneur on Fire, Serial, and there will be many more like that to come. I don't think this is the right approach to take when you're looking at getting into podcasting or when you're looking at ways that you can change the podcast you're doing. Don't look at what others are doing and try to imitate them, at least exactly. You could, though, look at a portion of what they're doing and imitate that portion of an idea in a respectful way. For example, when Apple came out with a multi-touch display, all the other tech companies that make smartphones didn't start to think, oh, multi-touch, man, we can't do that now. No, they found different ways to implement multi-touch. Some of the same kind of visual metaphors and such carried over for many years Other companies have started to branch out and discover new ways of approaching the same idea and making things stand out differently, but they're imitating a core basic idea, but not every single style and approach to that idea. It often seems that when success can be broken down into any kind of formula, like interview podcast every day, get your interviewees to promote your show, boom, formula for success, then Other people try to copy that formula and apply it to themselves, and it doesn't work. Imitation is very tricky to do well. I never recommend that you fully imitate someone, but I do think you can imitate portions of their ideas within a certain reasonable limit, especially legally. And these can be inspirations 
for your own big ideas. Just because someone else is doing an interview show and having success with it doesn't mean that you can't do an interview show or whatever the style of podcast is that you're thinking of. Just because someone else is doing it and you like that format doesn't mean that you can't do it too. There was someone I talked to recently that is launching an interview-based podcast and they told me where they're going with it and I was fully honest with them and you know who you are. You're listening to this right now, I know. I was fully honest with them and said, this sounds like a John Lee Dumas entrepreneur on fire imitation or a copy. Can you explain this a little bit more? And they came back and they said, yes, that was an inspiration, but I found a way to adapt this for my own needs. And I found a way that that approach inspired me to take this different approach and do these different things. And then when I saw that, it was great. Okay, on the surface, it looked similar, but at its core, it's very different. This was just an inspiration for what you're doing. So even though it seems like it's the same style, it's a completely different approach using a similar style. Imitation is very tricky to get right. Many people will go to imitation because it seems easy. Just do the same thing someone else is doing. Just follow the same path someone else already cut. And yes, that can be easy, but I would say you're not going to get as much success if you're just imitating what others do. That's number two, imitate someone else. And then number three is innovate the space. When you can't invent something entirely new, and for whatever reason you don't want to imitate someone else, innovation may produce much more success for you. Innovation is when you're looking at Stuff that already exists, ideas, styles, approaches, techniques, content, anything really. You're looking at something that already exists out there and you find ways to build on it, to improve it, to fill gaps that others are missing. That's innovation. Think of Apple again. They didn't invent the smartphone. They didn't invent the tablet. They didn't invent the smartwatch. They didn't invent the notebook computer. They didn't even invent certain things like graphical user interfaces, operating systems, that kind of thing. There is very little that Apple actually invented the original idea of it. Apple has a long-standing tradition of entering already existing spaces. But usually when Apple comes into the space, They have something that is much better designed, it's much better thought out, and it has much more success because of that. And often it's because people are frustrated with what already exists, and then they see another company come in who looked at the space, rethought everything, innovated, and that draws a large audience. So innovation can really be born from a couple things or a few things. It can be born from frustration with what already exists, where you're thinking, oh, this is horrible. I want to make this better. But it can also be born from the result of inspiration. This is good, but I think I can make it much better. Or I think it could really be improved by making these changes. That's innovation. I read the Steve Jobs biography by Walter Isaacson, and I really recommend reading it. It was really interesting to read, some cool things in it. And one of the things that I realized after reading that is how similar I am in my approach to Apple. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm a genius like Apple is or some of the Apple designers, but I look at the things that I've done that have been the most successful, and I see that I'm more of an innovator 
than an inventor. I see this in every facet of my life. When I worked in music composition, when I worked in design work, when I do stuff in podcasting, I see that I have more success when I seek to innovate than when I seek to invent. And I'm not very good at imitating because I'm my own person and I don't want to imitate what other people are doing. For example, when I launched the Audacity to Podcast in 2010, I did that because I saw a void in the space of podcasts about podcasting and I felt like there's something here that I have to say to contribute to this space that no one else is covering. I want to innovate in this space and provide something new and maybe better, maybe just different, something else, a different perspective for people to follow. When I created my WordPress plugin, Social Subscribe and Follow Icons, I did that because I couldn't find any other WordPress plugin that did everything I wanted and was friendly to podcasters. I could find ones that were good for or okay for bloggers or just for social sharing. Or No one was really doing what I wanted on my site. So I thought, well, I'll take this basic idea that kind of already exists and really innovate on it and put my own spin on it and make something that I think is much better for my target audience. When I created my podcast reviews, it was because I wanted an online platform agnostic app that would do things much better and automatically than the single platform solution that previously existed and it is now basically a dead app that sometimes works, sometimes doesn't work. My podcast reviews was the result of innovation. I wasn't the first person to come up with the idea of a service that gives you your podcast reviews from iTunes and Stitcher. Or when I created SEO for podcasters, that one I do feel like is leaning a little bit more toward inventing. But one of the inspirations for creating that product is just seeing, first of all, how many people had questions about growing their audience and how do I tie in search engine optimization with podcasting and my realizing how much good search engine optimization practices really improve our content. It's not just about meta tags and hidden text fields and that kind of stuff, but it's really about how we approach the content and making better content. So there are plenty of search engine optimization courses out there for website owners, for bloggers, for all of that kind of stuff, but no one really covering it very well for podcasters. So I thought, okay, sure, SEO training already exists from many people out there, many people who have far more expertise than I do, but no one is doing this just for podcasters. I want to innovate on this in this space. And so I created SEO for podcasters, which is a 10 hour long course. And actually, I'm going to be adding stuff to it now that certain SEO practices are adjusting and new information comes out, like Google recently announced things. So I'm going to add onto the course and make it even better with new information that's coming out. So you can see that each of these things, and I do consider these things big successes for me, each of these have been where I've innovated instead of tried to invent something completely new. So that's for me. I've discovered that I work best as an innovator instead of an inventor or an imitator. And that doesn't mean, with your case, that doesn't mean that you have to stick to one or the other. You may discover you work best in a particular area right now, but then later on, as you get really good at that, it spills over into one of the other areas. Maybe you start out imitating. So you've started out, let's be honest, maybe you started out as a copycat. But then you start to discover what makes you different. 
you start to discover your own voice and your own approach to the content. So you start adjusting things and you start coming to things with different questions and different answers and a different approach and perspective and background and all of that. And at some point, you've transitioned from being an imitator into an innovator. Or maybe, like me, you spend a lot of time innovating on things, and eventually you run across an idea where you discover, whoa, wait a minute, here's a really cool idea, and no one else has done this before. I'm going to do this. No one else is doing anything like it. I'm going to do this. And then you become an inventor. Or maybe you start out inventing ideas and podcasts that no one else has done before, and then other people start to imitate you, and then you are challenged to innovate in this space because of the, quote, competition, unquote, out there in the space inspiring you to up your game, to get even better, to go from average to amazing, as I like to teach in Podcast Masterclass. So where are you in this? Are you an inventor? Are you an imitator? Are you an innovator? I'd love to hear your stories and and especially how did you start out with your podcasting? Which approach did you take when you started out? Where are you now? And where would you like to go with your podcast in terms of these three different approaches to podcasting? Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 212. I'd love to see your stories there in the show notes, in the comments. And I think other people would really appreciate learning more from you of your experiences and how you've changed since then. So check that out and look at those other stories that others will be posting in the comments at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 212. Before I tell you what's coming up next in the Audacity to Podcast for the next episode, I want to thank some people who left some kind, honest reviews in iTunes by going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes. First, A.M. Glandon left a negative review. Actually, it was a one-star review, and I really appreciate the honesty here. And I have a feeling that he or she left that review after listening to some of my early episodes, in which case I would totally agree with the review. I would have given myself that kind of review too if I listened back to some of those early episodes. So I really appreciate the honesty. It helps to challenge me and remind me these are struggles that maybe it's old struggles I've overcome. And it reminds me, keep working to ensure I don't hit those struggles again. Maybe it's a good check for me to think, oh, maybe I'm struggling with that again. Maybe I need to change that. So thank you. I do really appreciate that one-star review. It's honest, and I appreciate the time that that person took. They're probably not listening anymore, but still, I appreciate it. SW Pax said, this has been my go-to for getting started with podcasting, particularly regarding using Audacity, but for all other podcasting considerations as well. Thank you very much, SW Pax. Aloha Chrissy from Switzerland that's cool, said Daniel provides practical focused advice that is technical enough to be useful but does not geek out so much to be boring. Thank you, Aloha Chrissy. I'm glad to know I don't geek out too much. Wes McKithern from the Veterans Cafe podcast said, the more episodes of the Audacity podcast I listen to, the more my own podcast continues to improve. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Sherry from Creation Science for Kids said, you won't ever feel belittled or unintelligent because you don't know something. Thank you. That's what I try to go for with the Audacity to Podcast. There are more to each of these reviews, and you can see the full reviews by clicking on the links in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 212. 
If you want your own podcast's international iTunes and Stitcher reviews emailed to you automatically on a monthly, weekly, or even daily basis, then go check out mypodcastreviews.com. That's one of those products I created to innovate in the space, mypodcastreviews.com. Coming up next in the Audacity to Podcast, I want to talk about should you try to make money podcasting? I've spent a few episodes in this year alone, just this early in this year, talking about monetizing your podcast. In the crossover episode with Brian from ProfitCast, as well as the episode I did about products and some of these other things, I know some of my goals are also to try to make more money from podcasting, to grow my business more, and for many different reasons there. But I think this would be a fun question to challenge, is should you actually try to make money in podcasting? So I'd love your feedback on that ahead of time to include your thoughts in that episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Send your feedback to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Written or recorded feedback would be great. And you can find other ways that you can send feedback to the podcast through the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com. I mentioned the podcast awards. Voting starts on March 3rd, 2015. Please vote every day for your favorite podcasts, and we have four podcasts as finalists in four different categories, and we would really appreciate your support. And there are other great podcasts out there that I will be voting for. So if you want to check out all of our podcasts, how you can vote for us, and sign up especially for daily reminders to vote, then please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards to watch the video, see which categories we're in, and also our other suggestions from Noodle Mix Network of podcasts you should consider voting for in categories where you may not know what podcast you want to vote for. For example, in the politics category, do you listen to any of the podcasts in politics category? If not, then I'll suggest someone that you should be voting for, someone that I'm going to be voting for. I don't listen to their podcast, but I know them. I know they're a great podcaster in many different categories. I know different podcasters who have great shows, and I love to show them support. So check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast awards. And remember to vote every day for your favorite podcasts. I'm looking forward to a few upcoming events like Podcasters Roundtable, and I'll be speaking at WordCamp Dayton, talking about how to use WordPress for podcasting. I'll be speaking at Social Media Marketing World on how to make your podcast stand out. And at New Media Expo, I'll be talking about SEO for podcasters. I've got more coming up after that, and you can find more about that in the show notes and on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 212. I'd love to help you with your podcasting. If there's any way I could help, please email me through the website. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success, whether that be through inventing, through imitating, or innovating. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And we would love your support because you are so awesome. Please support us in the podcast awards. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how to support us. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.